Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. Unless you're Haley, then you're making the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore, right? What is that? Well, if you're at home, <laughs> you're listening. Okay. If yes. you're Haley, you're creating. Because okay. I'm talking to yes. multiple people here, Haley. Yeah. Try to keep up. This is talking a quality to me broadcast. And everyone. Right. Now, if you're somebody <laughs> named Haley, but not the Haley here, you're doing just the one. You, you know, it doesn't you're matter. You're not making it. We've got so many quality things lined up. That intro was not one of them. <laughs> That's just what you get. That's like the, you know, a bag full of goodies that you reach in and you don't uh, know what you're going like to get out. It's like the dentist's office when you'd get like a yes. prize afterwards. <laughs> and they'd have that bin, you know, yep. and then they pick the thing that you don't want. That was the intro. <laughs> the bin at the dentist's <laughs> office was my intro. Now let's get to the good stuff, which is actually... Having the dentist work on your teeth. What? That, that's the part of the show that we want to get to now. We have got a lot of interesting things. I think it's going to be really fun. We've got some conversations that you and I are going to have, a yes. conversation. Could get about, heated. It, it could be. It could. I'm an adult. I think I can handle it. But decorating with plywood, it's yeah. a... It's a newer thing. Yeah, it's become a trend years. in the past few years, and we're just going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll see once what we think about it, and if you're considering it, it's definitely something to stay tuned for because we've got some things to think about. Yeah, practical implications. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's coming up. We're going to be talking about Aura Bath and Spa, but using it in an unusual manner, just mm-hmm. like you're using the plywood in an unusual manner when you're using it. Yeah, we've it. got a little bit of a theme. Yeah, when you're using plywood as... Finished decor, that's yes. unusual. But right now, Haley's got a very common use, at least initially, yes. for a product that you just tried out and you want to kind of give a big thumbs up review for. Yeah, it's like my new favorite thing. It's the Dawn Platinum Power Wash Dish Spray. Okay, now hold on. It's a lot of Haley's words. New, no, that's not what I'm focused okay. on. Haley's new favorite thing in an entire world okay. of amazing things. <sighs> Is some kind you had of to, yeah. dish detergent? <laughs> <laughs> Haley's life is just gut rot boring, right? Okay, no, maybe it's not my new favorite. Oh, hyperbole. Thing. You were being extreme. Yes. Probably got that from me. Yeah, I can't imagine. So tell us what it is one more time because it's a mouthful. Dawn Platinum Power Wash Dish Spray. If you've heard the commercials, spray, wipe, and rinse, that's what I'm talking about. All right. So I have not heard the commercials. I have no idea what this spray, product is. Spray, wipe, and rinse. It's a little oh. jingle. Oh. Yeah. I should have sang that, but you did it first. So now I can't because <laughs> it looks like I'm just copying. I don't know what it is. I do like cleaning dish. I like clean dishes. You know, I, I, sure. I love that. I love cleaning. I hate doing dishes. And luckily, I'll be honest, I don't do the dishes in my house very often because I'm the Jordan cook. Jordan does? Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Oh, yeah. I'm the cook and, and the, dishwasher. the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah no, it's not kids fair. help. Okay, so let's start right at the beginning. This is for hand washing dishes? Yes. Okay, so this is Not isn't for a dishwasher. All right. Because you were big on that. Dishwasher. Okay. Yeah. The best kind. (laughs) Yes. So, what's its big? So, okay. It's different than normal dish detergent because it's in a spray bottle. So, Mm -hmm. you're literally just spraying it on the dish, wiping it off with a sponge, and then rinsing it off in the sink, and you're done. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, it sounds like those ridiculous commercials that we see where they've got this like casserole dish and it's like got all this baked on grease and grime. And then they, you know, 
use the sponge on it and it just magically oh, yeah. wipes everything away. Oh yeah, it's the dream. It's yeah, it's ridiculous, right? But I honestly have experienced that level of ridiculousness with the power wash spray. It's worked that well. It's worked on that what kind of thing. Well, because I always assume that what they're showing me on the videos is something that has not right, been handled by like, the Hanson children. Looks like it's baked on, but it's not actually. Right, they like it's I, the real deal. Yeah, I mean, like you know, we use frying pans for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not always the best cook. That's on me because I burn some stuff to the pans. <laughs> I am always the best cook. I mean, the food tastes great, but the pan is ugly afterwards. Oh, yeah. My you know? pans are ugly. Yeah. 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 Food's pretty good. Exactly. I say great. But I feel like if we were like pros, yep. the pan would probably be like spotless afterwards right. too. So yours aren't spotless. Right. But with this, you spray the pan. I spray the pan. I'll let it sit for like a minute. Yep. And then I'm wiping it off with a sponge and it comes off. Seriously. Yes. Okay, without so, like serious scrubbing, like all of that is it's done. All right. So now this kind of makes me very curious. So you're not filling up a sink full of water and then putting soap in there. No. Nope. And then throwing your dishes in there and then having nope. all the floaties. That's nope. not what's happening. No. You just have a place to rinse them. Yes. And hopefully there's no floaties if you're doing a nice job. Yeah. Because that would... It's gross. Be washed. I, it's, I'm not saying it's not gross. <laughs> I'm saying it's a reality. Floaties are a reality. So there is none of that. You just spray the stuff on the dish. To me, it feels like it's going to be gone instantly. It Does goes it pretty far. It's really concentrated. Okay. And the spray, whatever it's doing, it's one of those continuous spray bottles, but it's creating a really fine mist. And because it's creating that mist, whatever it's happening inside that bottle... It's like pre-sudsing the soap for you. So what you would normally be doing with the sponge, it's doing for you already. Like, that's why it's cutting the time in half. Okay, so I spray it on. Yeah. Greasy, messy, baked on, caked on, whatever you want to call it. Let it sit for a minute or mm-hmm. so. Not very long. No, not very long. I'm not real long. patient. I don't like to let things soak because <laughs> I get really sick of it. So then I just scrub them as best I can and then put them away with the, what I got. Okay. All right? Yeah. So I'm not having to let it sit forever. (laughs) I can just get on it, rinse it, and you're getting really good results. Yeah. Is this crazy expensive compared to the other things? Um, I think it's maybe like slightly more expensive. And I will say it doesn't go quite as far as like the normal dish soap does. Okay. But honestly, for what I'm getting out of it, it's worth it. Okay. All right. Now, okay, wait a minute now. (laughs) You, You had claimed in the beginning you're not doing any dishwashing. It's somebody else who does that. I mean, occasionally I'll help out. But do you have a good standard to judge it against? Do you know what good dishwashing dishwashing feels like? Have you done enough? I know what bad dishwashing feels like. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Yes. All right. Like, I actually almost enjoy it a little bit more than when I used to do it. Well, that's really important. What is the name? One more time. Dawn Platinum Power Wash Dispray. Okay, we'll put links in the show notes. That's all the time we've got on this segment. We're going to move into a segment where we talk about Aura Bath and Spa that's coming up next. We are going to keep recording, though. So if you want to check this out on YouTube or the podcast, you can catch the full discussion because you've got more stuff. There's more stuff about this. A lot more interesting stuff. That's in the podcast. We're going to take a break now. We'll be back talking about Aura Bath and Spa in just a minute. Stay tuned. All right, Haley, we've let people go to a break. 
Yeah. Now we're going to just have a free conversation. So we talked about the normal use for the Dawn Platinum Power Wash dish dish spray. (laughs) We're not live anymore, so you can say it however many times you need to. No worries. Uh, Dish spray. Yeah. It's really a sad thing when I can speak clearly on something and you struggle. That's pretty funny. That's what happens, though. It's like words get stuck in your head and then you just can't say them anymore. I know. I I just know too many words, so I struggle. It's probably your thing, too, I would think, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, this this, (laughs) this dish spray. (laughs) Tell me about these other uses because you told me before we started recording that segment that you had found a number of kind of interesting, really interesting uses Uh, for it outside of the norms. Right, exactly. So let's go into some of those. I'm curious to try these. I have not, you know, disclaimer, I haven't, you know, we haven't tested this. All right. So I don't know how accurate all of the information is going to be. However, there are a bunch of articles online. And it's online. So that's take it to the bank. (laughs) That's the internet, man. And even in like the reviews of the product on Dawn's website, people are listing these other things that they've started using this power wash spray for because it works that well. All right. So one of them in the kitchen still using it on the oven. So basically just like kind of a thing. Yes, exactly. Like in the oven. (laughs) Well. I don't know about that. Stove I would say top is stove what you're talking top. about. Okay. Yes, exactly. So you're spraying it on like you would with a cleaner, basically, using the sponge, wiping it off, and it's cutting It's a normal sponge. I should have asked that in the normal segment. Yes, a normal This isn't sponge. some super industrial <laughs> sponge, right? No. Okay. Not using like a wire brush. All right. All right. Normal <laughs> sponge. Stovetop. Yeah. I'm skeptical on that. I mean, I don't, I'm not skeptical in the sense that I'm sure it works. I mean, it makes sense that it would work. It's I working on so. the baked on stuff that's. I can't imagine pan. that it's going to touch what I've got going. Well, you're unique, so. <laughs> is that a compliment? I don't know that that is. It's just backhanded. All right, but I think it would, it would work. I can see that. What else? Yeah. Um, people have started using it in the bathroom as well. So cleaning like the tub. Like um, all the soap scum? Exactly. My arch nemesis? Yes, your nemesis. Yeah. Apparently it works really well on that. No. Does it make the tub slippery? I don't want to fall. No, I mean, you want to rinse it after you soap it yeah, up. That's, true. <laughs> yeah. that's an important step. I um, ask questions before I think it through. Yes. If I'd have just paused for a second, <laughs> that would have made sense. All People right. are also using it on like clothing and furniture and carpet to remove stains, though. Which I think is pretty interesting. I don't know if I, 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 I'm having a reaction to the carpet. Yeah. If you don't get detergent entirely out of a out of mm, out of the carpet like that, it yeah. just collects dirt. It looks That's clean true. for a little bit, and then it will just get dirtier much faster. You have to be very careful about that. Yeah. That's and a good point. And I would point. assume that that would be the same with clothing and anything. Anything well, and that furniture. leaves detergent yeah, in exactly. it is going to be, you know, just a a magnet for dirt. Okay, well, so maybe don't try that one. But another one that I thought was interesting was using it on outdoor furniture. Okay. People are saying that it cuts through, like, the mildew and all the gross, you know, buildup that outdoor furniture can get. Cuts right through it. All right. So you're just spraying it onto the furniture and then hosing it off, and it's brilliant. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Any other ones? You're kind of wrapping up. I'm kind of wrapping it up. You said something about appliances when we were recording. Oh, I was thinking yeah. like electronics and stuff. Okay. When <laughs> Straight I talk on about your computer. <laughs> I like to think of fun things. Mm-hmm. The oven's not terribly fun. No. 
All right. Oh, so, wait. One oh. weird one. I don't. I really don't understand this quite yet. I've got to dig into it. But someone used it on like a house plant to get rid of spider mites. Spider mites? Yeah. I've never dealt with spider mites. I don't even know what they are. Um, Do I have some? It's What's possible. The <laughs> do you have indoor plants, though, Dan? I have a lot Dan? of itches. It's nothing to do with that. Do you have indoor plants? Um, Live ones. <laughs> I think so. I've got one that is, just keeps trying to die. Okay. <laughs> I let it get really close, and then I bring it back from the edge. Well, it maybe makes... this will help you bring it back from the edge again. All right. All right. So <laughs> the itching is probably something else. That's unrelated. Okay. Good to know. Don't want to be lathered in dish detergent. That's unnecessary. See, that couldn't be on the regular show. This Uh, could be all all over here. Yeah. It's a little more free. Just spraying Dan down with the Dawn Power Wash to spray. (laughs) (laughs) Spraying where? Works works on people, apparently. Everything. Everything. So spider mites, possibly. Yes, possibly. A little iffy on carpet. Right. Stovetop, go for it. Bathroom, seems like a win. Yeah. And dishes. Yes. Is where it really shines. Definitely. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think that's it. We're going to wrap this one up. You're going to, I guess we're just going to, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're still listening, you've hung on, we're going to take a break. It's not going to be much of a break for the podcast. It's just going to bleed right into the next segment. (laughs) And we'll be talking about Aura Bath and Spa, just like we said a few minutes ago. It's coming up next. Stick around. Well, Haley, I haven't had time yet to go out and wash dishes. I'm very oh, excited. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited you didn't run now. Home in the break. <laughs> no, I thought about making some dirty dishes to wash. I love washing dishes. I talked about you that. Love- no, I don't. I love clean dishes. Yeah. I'm excited to maybe have some once. <laughs> you know, it's a concept <laughs> I'd love to have. Anyway, you're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. We're kind of on a theme now. You know, we've departed from the cleaning. And now it seems like we're talking about using things for other purposes than what they were initially meant for. Exactly. We're going to talk about using a number of different products for completely unintended purposes. (laughs) And as crazy as that sounds, this is really, it's going to be really practical. And some of it is happening all over the place right now. For example, the last half of the show, we're going to be talking about using plywood As in finished material in your interior design. Yeah, right. Plywood, just lather on a clear coat, and there you go. It's beautiful, ready to go. Done. Kitchen cabinets, <laughs> all of that. People are doing that. We're going to talk about that. It's very polarizing. Yeah, talk about what we think about it. Yeah. and some things to think about if you're going to do it. Right. All right. That's plywood being used in an unintended manner. Right. Right now, let's talk about Bath & Spa from Aura. It's a Benjamin Moore product. And as the name would imply... <laughs> it's normally is... a bathroom paint. Exactly. <laughs> and I, from our point of view, it's the best. It's the only bathroom paint you should yes. ever even consider. Yep. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I've used it in my bathroom. And the beautiful thing about Aura Bath & Spa is that it's a matte finish, which is unheard of, really, as a bathroom sheen. Normally, we're looking at like a satin finish, something that's a little bit shinier because we've got to resist all that moisture. Exactly. So it's really strange to have a matte finish in a bathroom. For years, we would tell people, no, 
Right. That's you just not... cannot. We pry the cans <laughs> out of their hands. You can't put a, a matte finish in a bathroom. Now you can, and you still get all of the the benefits. Right. Of a shinier paint, all the moisture well, resistance and, even and more. Better, honestly. You know, when I had a satin finish on the walls in my bathroom, I would still see, you know, like the steam run lines that gather on the walls after I've, you know, not turned the fan on and steamed up the bathroom. And now there's all these lines running down the sure. wall. That was with a satin finish. I'm using a matte finish now with Aura Bath and Spa. Have never seen steam on the walls. Still not turning on the bathroom fan? It's kind of broken, to oh, be honest. Okay. <laughs> kind of broken. All right. It works sometimes. All right. And sometimes it just like makes a really awful sound. Yeah. So I avoid it. Yeah. No, I get that. Ours does that. I kind of like that awful sound. <laughs> it tunes out any fighting that I might hear outside and I can't hear anything. Of course, I guess it also tunes out anybody yelling, Dad, fire, get out. All of that will be faded out too. But I do have my few moments of peace and tranquility if I can get used to the rattle of the the fan. Anyway, back to bath and spa. There are a number of problems that happen in a bathroom. You know, all kinds of things. Surfactant leaching, Mm -hmm. just kind of a little brown, silvery. Yeah, like an amberish. Or people have described silvery kind of bleed through. It just comes out moisture, draws it out of paint. It's a natural thing. In paint, surfactants are... It's basically like a soapy material. Right. And sometimes that's drawn to the surface by moisture, excessive moisture. All of those problems that we get are solved by going to bath and spa. Exactly. And you get the matte finish. All of that is a benefit. The matte finish. Talk about that really quickly. Yeah. Why would you you even want a matte finish? Um, I think is probably what some people are thinking. Like, well, I don't really need a matte finish. Why would I want it? It's going to be harder to clean. All of those things. I love a matte finish because I love color. And what we may not realize if we've got eggshell on the walls or satin on the walls is largely what we're looking at sometimes is the sheen. Mm -hmm. You're not really able to fully just be absorbed into the color on the wall like you are with a matte finish. And I honestly didn't realize this until I had painted one room matte and one room eggshell. And the difference... Same color, though. Yeah, was really incredible. So I'm a huge fan of matte finishes now. Right. If you're really picky about color, you're going to get your best representation of that color with a matte finish. That's why matte finishes are nice to work with. And they also hide imperfections. They are just easier to work with than a shinier paint. So all of that is wrapped up in Aura Bath & Spa, and it gives you the perfect bathroom paint. Yes. Now, truly. A, a couple of things. We talked about using it in an unusual manner. Right. So, let's get to where where we're going with that, and there's a couple of interesting facts that you want to grab about Bath and Spa. First off, Bath and Spa has a noticeably lower sheen mm-hmm. than Aura Matte. So, right. even though they're both matte finishes, the Bath and Spa has a lower sheen yet, so it's a flatter matte finish. Yeah, it's closer to a flat that we see in other products. Right. So, that's an important thing. The other important thing is that Bath & Spa can be used in any room. Repcolite makes a product called Metal Clad. Mm-hmm. It's an oil-based interior-exterior paint. It's got rust-inhibitive sure. characteristics. Metal clad, right? Yeah. Well, at one point, that was our go-to recommendation if you needed to use a semi-gloss oil outside. You know, for wood for or whatever. Right. And so many conversations we'd have to have in the store. But it says metal. Yes. <laughs> 
my wood is not metal. No, I know your wood's not metal. Most wood isn't, but this will work on that. No, I need the wood clad right, paint. Yes. No, it can be used on both. Yeah. Bath and spa can be used outside of the bathroom, believe it or not. And in fact, we've got a growing number of contractors who are doing just that, using bath and spa yeah, on every interior job you know, all throughout the house. Right. And they've been Living doing it room, for years. Kitchen, bedroom, dining room, anywhere you anywhere where you would want that matte finish, mm-hmm. they're using the Aura Bath and Spa because, like you said, it's got a little bit of a lower sheen and it's also the most cleanable matte you're gonna find. Right. Now we need to clarify what we mean by that. It's the lowest sheen yes. that you're gonna get with good washability. Exactly. You now if you're looking for that balance, I yeah. want the lowest sheen but still the most washable. Or a bath and spa is actually going to be that for you. Now, that doesn't mean that it washes as well as other finishes. A high-gloss sure. finish is going to always <laughs> yeah. wash better sure. than any kind of yeah. an eggshell or a mat or anything. The shinier you go, the more washability you gain. But you also gain all that shine. I mean, mm-hmm. you see imperfections very quickly. That way well, it's harder to work with. texture, too. You know, if you've got heavily textured walls... All that sheen is doing is showing that off even more. And if you're not a fan of texture on the walls, you're going to want to hide it. And how you do that is with a lower sheen. Right. So with Aura Bath and Spa, with other low low sheen finishes, but Aura Bath and Spa is the flattest right. that I've got that's still going to give you good washability. You're going to hide imperfections. So imagine you've got maybe a, a long hallway mm-hmm. you know, or a long room with windows at one end and maybe the drywall is not perfect. done perfectly, right? Or maybe there's nail pops or something like that or nails that you've patched and all of that nail holes that you've patched. All of those things will show up with shinier paints. Yep. Even a matte finish can have a little bit of a, a sheen to it and you can see those areas. Or a bath and spa matte finish is less sheen, so all of that's going to be hidden. That's why people are starting to use exactly. this in more places than just the bathroom. So we already said to think about it this way, that it's the lowest possible sheen with the highest washability. Yep. Keep that in your mind. Or a bath and spa, that's what you get. Now we have to have a science section. <laughs> science now, I know section. it's really early. It's yeah. really early on yeah. a Saturday morning for a science section. But Aura Bath and Spa also has extra antimicrobial additives that regular aura doesn't have, you know, because right. it's made to go in the bathroom. Exactly. So right off the bat, you've got that going for you as well. But it also has nepheline cyanide, cyanide. All right? As a filler. <laughs> and I butchered that. I'm proud of you for nepheline saying that, cyanide <laughs> as a filler. I'm not going to go into all kinds of technical stuff. But the bottom line is this. Nepheline cyanide is an extremely high-quality filler. Paints all use these kinds of things. Aura Bath & Spa is using this particular one, which is extremely high quality. Right. And it gives Bath & Spa a lot of premium characteristics. Basically, you're going to get great stain resistance, excellent washability, and resistance to burnishing. Which, which is, is like when you clean the wall or rub the wall, you could end up with a shiny spot in lower finishes sometimes. Like other matte finishes or a flat finish, you get burnishing. It's just knocking down the salads to the point where you're revealing more resin, and now you've got a shiny spot. Yeah. So you don't like that? Nobody wants burnishing? Nope. Aura Bath & Spa resists all of that because of this high-quality additive that's exactly. in there. On top of all of that, it's Aura. And we've talked about Aura plenty of times on the show. Benjamin Moore's Aura gives you extreme hide and coverage. Yeah. It you know, is that's... their premium product. So you're going to get the best durability, the best hide, the best color retention, Everything that Aura has, you're going to get in Aura Bath & Spa. Yeah. So the label says Bath & Spa, but that doesn't mean it's just for your bathrooms or your spas <laughs> or whatever you've got going. It's great for all kinds of situations like we talked about. So to wrap up, who's it for? Who is 
or a bath and spa for? Well, first off, primarily, if you're painting a bathroom, there's no other paint really to consider. I think this is going to solve... I mean, we it's have, just so worth it for a small space to invest in a higher quality product that's going to solve problems before they even start is a really nice guarantee. <laughs> so bathroom painting or a bath and spa, that's for you. If you're looking for a finish that applies and covers really nice, that hides imperfections and still cleans up fairly well, mm-hmm. or a bath and spa would be for you. If you're a painting contractor who's using a competitive flat paint because or a mat was just too shiny for you, because mm-hmm. we mentioned or a mat's a little bit shinier. If you've stayed away from Benjamin Moore products for that reason, here's a matte finish that's probably going to outperform what you're already using. So exactly. check it out. All right. Anything else on that, Haley, or did we wrap that up nicely? I think it's tied with a bow. All right. We're going to take a break. Our Grand Rapids listeners are going to get news and all of that at the bottom of the hour. The Detroit listeners are going to get a Repco Light Rewind, which is always exciting. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. And then right after that, we'll be back in the studio talking about plywood. <laughs> As an interior design choice. It'll be a fun conversation. It's going to be great, and it's next. Stay tuned. And we're back. And if you're wondering what's cool, what to put in your house so that you're on trend and so that you're on trend in years to come as well, right? I mean, predicting the future if that's what you're looking for, interior design-wise, you've come to the right place. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, and we've got all the answers. Not just some, not just a few, not just a handful of good ones. We've got all the answers, right, Haley? Yeah, I'm going to say all of that was in jest. Okay. Um. <laughs> we have some answers, though, right? We have some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about something that Haley brought up to me and it really just kind of boggled my mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. It blew your mind a little. And it then did. you got a little angry. <laughs> well, I did. And, and hopefully I'm going to channel that anger yeah. in, into some positive action moving forward to sure. help everybody out there. But tell yes. us what design trend, an interior design trend that's yeah. been big so, for a while. Yeah, it's been big for a little while now. And it's like, I think, very tied to Scandinavian design mm-hmm. and minimalist design, plywood. Right. Untouched, you know, sealed, but raw plywood walls, cabinets, fixtures, furniture, floors, the whole deal, plywood. All right. So all of that was said way too quickly for it to really (laughs) get into people's heads so they can picture this. So gather around the radio. Yeah. Grab your loved ones, your friends, and then just picture this plywood on the kitchen cabinets. The kitchen right. cabinets are made of plywood. Made of plywood. They're not painted plywood. No. They're just natural plywood. Natural with that plywood. that natural graining. Mm-hmm. There you go. And surrounding those cabinets, the walls on which those cabinets hang. Plywood. Plywood. Same color. Ceiling. Plywood. plywood. So good luck trying to find the <laughs> chips or whatever. You don't even know where your cabinets it's all are. Camouflaged. It all blends together. <laughs> the floors can be plywood. Yeah. Right? We've seen spaces like that. I've right. seen spaces. I think, you with know, the there's steps. like the extreme plywood look, which is like the entire house and the inside is plywood. And then there are also people that have taken just the element of plywood and applied it in accents. I've got a friend that's building a house and she's really into Scandinavian design. She's always been that way. And the way that she's decided to kind of bring that design element into the house is with plywood. And so she's making a giant accent wall out of plywood. 
The stairs leading to the basement and upstairs are made out of plywood. The cabinets, I think, are white, but the backsplash and the wall behind them, plywood. So she's bringing in certain elements that it's not everywhere. It's not every single surface, but it's definitely leaning into that trend. Okay. So is this something that you have seen a lot of before your friend brought it up to your your attention? I've seen it, you know, because I look at Instagram and Mm -hmm. Pinterest and all of that. Okay. So talk about that. You're seeing it all over the place, a fair amount of it. Yeah. What is the general consensus out there when it comes to how people are using it? Are they using it? As accents in a small scale, or are they using it in the more extreme picture that I painted earlier? I think the extreme pictures that you've painted, I I would say that that's usually very, it sounds backwards, but like extremely high-end builds where like this is a very specific architectural statement. Someone is really trying to push in a certain direction, an architect is, and you're coming up with a home that's all plywood at that point. I think that in, like, normal people's homes, we're seeing this as accents. So rich people, they're not normal. <laughs> Your everyday person. Okay. You know, like, this isn't the they're top the 1%. people, the hoi polloi, <laughs> yeah. the rest of us. Right. But they're still normal. Yeah, they're normal. Right. It, to some extent. They pass some as kind of psychological exam or something <laughs> like that, but they just got more money than the rest of us. Yeah. So those are the designs where you see it really pushed. And right. I think it's important what you're talking about. You're saying that it's an intentional push. You know, you know Exactly. Like from by... the ground up, it's been built around the idea that plywood is the material. Right. That's what we mean by intentional We know if you put plywood up, it's intentional. You meant to do it. It's a different kind of intentional. And we talked about that. You know, we ran into that uh, almost a year ago or closing in on a year ago with Frank Gehry, Mm -hmm. uh, the architect. And he's really um, uh, uh, polarizing is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. A lot of people love what Frank Gehry does, and a lot of people hate what Frank Gehry does, and there's not a lot of ground in between. Right. It's very tough to be in the middle on that. I mean, his designs really push you in one direction or or another. And one of the things early on in his career, he decided to take some of these um, undesirable, let's say, elements, materials. chain link fence, corrugated metal. Things that yeah. we try to, like, not Hide. highlight. <laughs> right. And, and he made that as key statements in yeah. a number of his pieces, including his own home. Right. So that was intentional. He's doing it with the idea of using a material that kind of pushes boundaries. Right. Like, he's recontextualizing it. He's seeing it and trying to maybe see the potential beauty in this material rather than how we normally look at it. Right. Like, it could just be a fence or... I could see this pattern and I could really, you know, fall in love with the weaving of the metal. Yeah, it never happened for me. I tried to like the chain link. I don't think it's going to happen for most people. No, it's pretty tough. (laughs) It's a tough sell. But let's get back to the plywood. That's what you're saying. When when we see an entire space Mm -hmm. enveloped in plywood, it's it's usually one of those situations. Right. An architect is really trying to push in a direction. The regular people, the rest of us are using it more in the terms of accents. Yeah. And we're seeing whole walls. And I guess let's dig into that a little bit because I want to make sure that everybody's got the idea and is picturing it. Because for me, when you pitched this and talked about this concept, 
I had a different picture in mind. I did not think about the fact that literally on a wall, a lot of these installs, even the common ones, even the ones that we would say are just using it as an accent, right. they're throwing up four by eight sheets of plywood mm-hmm. and they're not filling any seams. Right. Not a lot yeah. of that going on no. at all. They're not trying to make it look like it's seamless. I right. Mean, and it's it very just, obvious what it is. Right. And man, that one is tough for me. So, we well, was, and I think it's you know, when we say that, I I imagine that people are just asking the question, why? Why are they why, doing this? Right. <laughs> why are they doing it, Haley? I don't exactly like I don't have a definitive answer. I feel like the why is one, it brings a lot of warmth into the space, right? It's like doing paneling in the 70s, like you're just embracing a natural material and going nuts with it. <laughs> right. Now, gray has been a big thing, uh, yeah. the color gray. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that's out because the last time we did that on air, we got a lot of emails. So <laughs> if you're already getting ready to fire off a missive, just let it go. Yeah. It can be still in. If ever, if you love it, that's all that matters. But I think there is a little bit of a reaction. Yeah, I think there's a pushback about gray at this point. I think people, some people are done with it. They're so sick of it that they're going as far in another direction as they yeah. possibly can. And that's with something that has so much warmth, so much texture, so much pattern that there's just a lot of life in comparison. Right. So we've got that going on. I think that's a big part of it. I know sustainability. That's mm-hmm. another word that's been used. It's, it's, it's DIY friendly. friendly. It's DIY, all of those things. Another thing that I read, and I kind of brought it up to you. It was a little bit annoying. It was one of those a blog posts where they talked about how drywall is just so sterile and boring that, you know, it, it's been a big trend to bring in this color, this texture, sure. all of that yeah. that you're talking mm-hmm. about, something that's not lifeless like drywall. Right. Well, good grief. If you're painting your drywall <laughs> a sterile, right. boring color, it's yes. going to be boring. But color can do well, a fair amount. Well, I mean, amount. you can paint a mural on the wall. It's no longer lifeless and boring. Right. So that I thought was a little ridiculous. But yeah. I think basically that's probably the why. Easy to work with. All of those things. It's unusual. Yeah, I think that is a big part of it, especially for, like we talked about, the really high-end homes that are using this everywhere. I think in that case, this is an architect's, I'm going to be different. I'm making a statement with this material. And I'm going to use it in a way that no one else has used it before. But in your instance, your experience right now, you're talking to somebody who's mm-hmm. using it. In a limited way. In a limited way. Yeah. And still, she had some issues trying yes. to push this through with her builder, her designers. Yeah. They thought she was nuts. Right. Yeah. Because this isn't something that we're seeing, especially in the Midwest, right? Like, I think these really big um, boundary pushing design trends, we tend to see more on the coast, you know, the West Coast for sure. And she's doing it in West Michigan. <laughs> right. So people haven't necessarily seen it before. And the builder is just thinking, this is a material that I hide. This is not a material that I show off. Right. And that is the strange part of all of this. Yeah. Is a lot of the designs that I see online, I'm looking at pictures. And yeah, even the ones that are well done, Mm -hmm. to me, I'm still looking at this as material that should be hidden. The graining is not beautiful to me at all. And I guess I'm tipping my hand. I want to (laughs) take a- Yeah, how do you feel about this, Dan? (laughs) Take a break right now. We've kind of established- what this is. What it is as a design trend. Yeah. And we want to dig into it 
on the other side of the break. So we're going to take a break right now, hang with us, and we'll be back in just a minute to kind of give you our take on what we think about it all. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. Well, Haley, we're talking about plywood as a design trend. Yes. <laughs> an interior design choice that you're throwing on your walls and not covering over with anything except maybe a clear coat. Exactly. So you can see the beauty of, of plywood. The plywood. <laughs> this is the Repcolite Home Improvement Show. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. And yeah, we've been talking about this as something that's a little out there, mm-hmm. but I've seen someone in our area recently do it, so I thought, why not talk about it? Right. So now we've talked about it as, you know, where it's being used, kitchen cabinets, walls, stairways, you name it, everywhere, ceilings, right. floors, entire rooms in, engulfed in plywood. Yes. And as you mentioned, as we mentioned, it's a design trend. It's mm-hmm. something people are thinking about and have been doing for a while now. Yeah. What do we think about it? Well, I guess my first thing, I've already tipped my hand. You have. I'm, I'm not a big fan. I don't like it. No. Hardly at all. It reminds me, every room <laughs> that I see reminds me of a room that's like a, like an old shed. It's like a shanty. Right. If I want to live in a shanty, if that's my dream, you know, I don't want to have an indoor toilet. I feel like I've nailed it with this aesthetic. You know, it feels just like I live somewhere else, far, far away from, you know, the world. With all of its well, I think convenience. You, ha- you have like a really hard time not just seeing it as plywood. Like uh, you're not looking past the material at no, all. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because so many of the spaces, like for instance, there was one where I could almost buy it. Yeah. You know, it was, it was the picture showed it on the wall in a bedroom. Except there's one great big four by eight sheet that's a completely different graining mm. than all the rest of them. It's a little distracting. And then all and then all I can see from that point on are all these big 4 by 8 sheets and all of that. So, with that said, I don't like the aesthetic. Yeah. But there's a bigger reason that I hate this. But first, before I get to why I <laughs> hate a it. Bigger reason <laughs> well, there I is. Hate and it's practical. <sighs> I'm going to just get straight to it. Yeah. How do you fix this when you're sick of it? When you're sick of it? How do you fix this? Because I can't imagine there's not going to be a day where I'm not sick of this. I don't know. I I can see the potential in the material. Like, I honestly, it, this is not at all. I would not do this in my own home. Mm-hmm. I live in a craftsman, and that's my, like, that's my butter zone. <laughs> like, right. Give me anything in that time period, and I'm in love. Sure. But I can still see why people might choose to do this. And I do appreciate the aesthetic in some instances. I think that it can be done wrong in Mm -hmm. a big way really easily. Right. And that's probably what could happen quite often with people that are seeing this design trend online and then applying it to their homes as they sit now. I guess that's the politically correct way of saying what I was saying. At least that's what I was hoping, trying to say. Because, I mean, it does provide like a lot of warmth. Well, I can yeah, kind I can... of see the grain is pretty in some situations. Completely agree with the you. The color is I, nice. All of that is nice. I love all the wood God created. <laughs> it's great. It's all nice. I just know that there's, I mean, I 
I can't think of a color that I've painted on a wall. Sure. That 10 years later, I've been thinking, man, that beige is still rocking it. You well, know? it's like the argument for wallpaper. You know, it's like the argument against, against wallpaper. wallpaper. Yeah. yeah. Is that at some point I'm going to get sick of this. And pattern. Then how do I fix it? That's what I guess I'm getting at. Because yeah. the drive or the plywood, it's mm-hmm. not something. Yes, you can paint over it. All of that's possible. Yeah. But a lot of these installs, in fact, most of them are, you can see the seams. Yes. And painting over that, you're going to still see the seams. Filling well, that is yeah. problematic. And you can still, in a lot, unless, I mean, I guess some of it depends on what grade plywood you're getting. You know, plywoods can look very different from each other. Absolutely. But in some lower end plywood, you're going to see the graining no matter what you do. Right. So those are things to be, you know, keep in mind. And I guess that would be where I'd want to go with this last half. We yeah. talked about it as a trend, something that's out there. It's not a trend that, you know, is, is a big one for me yeah. because I can't imagine trying to deal with it if <laughs> I, I decide I don't I would not do this like in it. your home, Dan. No, that no. That would not work. <laughs> well, no, it, my home's not built for <laughs> right. it either. It, exactly. It'd be like putting a square peg in a round hole. Yes. Wouldn't work. But maybe there are people who are thrilled with it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we've made a huge case on, you know, this show, as long as the show's been on the air, six years of this, you know, Something I'll live and die by is the, well, not really. I'm not going to die by it, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fancy way of saying that it's important to me. Yeah. It's everybody should do what they want to do when it comes to their own home. You know, yeah, you can absolutely. get a designer's opinion and right. that's really good. And that can really push you outside of your boundaries. But if you don't like where they're pushing you, I've talked to way too many people mm-hmm. who have done something that a designer has told them will be great and they've hated it. They knew yeah, they were going to hate it. Them. They hated it. And it's just wasted money, and you should love your home. Right. If you love colors that are way out of style, but you love them. Then that's what you love. Who cares what yeah. style is? So if this is your bag, you know, you love the, the plywood look, and I can certainly see that I could. I like the concept. Sure. And if that's you, by all means, jump into it. You want to be aware of a few things. Yeah. And that would be, what am I going to do? You know, do, we, do you anticipate wanting to change this down the road? It's not going to be as easy as swapping out a paint color. Right. And it's, I guess, I mean, that would be an argument to maybe starting small with plywood. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. By all means. Yeah. Make it, you know, an accent wall or... In somebody else's home. <laughs> Get a good look at it that way. <laughs> so if you have a friend who's on the fence and you're on the fence, oh push gosh. them over. Get them to jump in. Then you can see what you think. It's terrible. But yeah, start small. Another thing that I think, you know, because there's other ways to do it. You don't yeah. have to just throw the four by eight sheets on the wall. Because mm-hmm. you've talked about, Haley, with the sheets being cut in little pieces or, or right, strips yeah. of some sort. Yep. That's something that I can see working with. If you're really pushing against gray, if really when it's all said and done. Yeah, I guess like assess why this is important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Start with that. And if you are just pushing against gray... There are paint colors that yes, can really help you accomplish Wallpapers. That. If it's texture that you're after, wallpaper is a right. great way to go. Because really, I still think as, as no fun as wallpaper can be to strip, at least in our minds, it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. Right. Nobody still gets excited. Woo, no one's excited stripping. to do that, yeah. Right. It's still going to be easier, I think, than trying to cover the, the plywood over yeah. down the road. So wallpaper would be a way to go to bring in some texture, some color, all kinds of visual interest and all of that. It's not an easy material to fix if it gets damaged, is what I would say. All right. It's like a practical thing. If I'm hanging art on this and then I'm filling over those holes later because I've moved the art, I think it's way more obvious 
than when you're filling a hole in drywall, right? Oh, like Haley, you, you just can get, patch it oh, and paint grief. over it. You just get those putties that blend right in, right? They That's don't not, work like that. Yeah, you, you know, it, it, people it's tend to think not, they do, and they will. They will give you kind of the color, right? But it's going to show up. You're always going to see it. Yeah. So that is something I didn't even think about that. I think about my basement. It's paneled. It was awesome at some point when the Brady Bunch was being filmed. (laughs) Right? That's when it was awesome. It's not so awesome right now. And yes, I can paint over it, but it's always going to have that paneling It's always going to be paneling. Plywood on the walls, even in a small scale, is still going to be plywood on the walls. Mm -hmm. And painted over, you're going to see that. Kitchen cabinets as plywood. It's always going to be plywood. Man, that's something to think about. Those are things... To weigh. Whenever you look at any color trend, any design trend, play that stuff out down the road. Now, to be fun, we want to know, you know, you know what we think. Yeah. We want to know what you think. The whole concept, plywood in the decorating. Would you use it? Have you used it? Do you regret it? Do you love it? Email us, radio at repcolite.com, and we will take all of those, process all of that information And maybe we'll have something really fun to relay next week. Yes. But most of all, we're going to be giving away two different gift certificates, one for the Detroit area, one for the Grand Rapids area, both of them for a free gallon of any Benjamin Moore paint. So email radio at repcolite.com. Have you used plywood in your decorating? Would you? How do you feel about it? Right. And we'll draw winners and we'll announce those winners next week. One for Detroit, one for Grand Rapids, a free gallon of Benjamin Moore paint each. All right, Haley, that's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The RepcoLite stores are all open and waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.